who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, hey guys, welcome back. It's Trend Lightly once again. I'm Brian Beckner. I'm here with Molly McAleer as always. Malls, what's up? Um, hey, I am so excited. This is like the whole thing, right? I wanted to start this show with Logan Paul v. Floyd Mayweather. That was like my thing. Right. That's. I was like, we got to do the 23rd of February. It's going to be popping. Now, we did not pop at all it sucked and so we now have thankfully celebrity boxing youtube boxing it is lucrative it's happening all the time now it's very crazy. much looking forward to uh there's going to be a fight between a tiktoker and some dad vlogger from oh. the ace family uh oh coming up it's we like you're speaking have- chinese yeah, we do have, I, I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather coming up as a rescheduled fight. But last night was the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight. And I got to tell you something, dude. Yeah. You really pissed me off last night. I did? Yeah. Why? Because I watched like three hours of this stream of just you know saweetie performing with doja cat ice what was that fucking fever dream right and then right as jake paul steps into the ring they're about to introduce ben Askren. my fucking my illegal stream goes out and i tell you my stream went out and you texted me back that happens yeah it does happen that's why you gotta have I sent you two 
and you sent me one. And so when one goes out, you got to click on one of the other ones and see if that's I going. Know, but none of them were working. I yeah. should have listened. The reason why I was mad was because the fight was literally one minute long. Yeah. And in the one minute that it took me to find a new stream on Reddit, it was over. And I had I watched all of this for hours last night. For hours. Yeah, and that- the underdogs were so dumb. Oh, my God. I don't, I was so confused. So malls, the streams aside. So this is, this is what's confusing to me is because supposedly the Logan Paul, um, Floyd Mayweather fight didn't go off because nobody was buying it and they were selling it as a tiered pay scale. So if you bought it early, it was like five bucks. Yeah. And then the night of, it's whatever it is, 70 bucks. It was like 150. It was like a lot. Of, it was enough that I was like, there's no way I could justify that. Of course and not. And same thing with last night. This Triller fight, Triller is like this new launching pad, right? Which is different because when it, it's, it is still, I think, like, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, when it's like professional boxing, like there's certain rules that apply, but like Triller is a little bit of a wild west where like you would think all the normal rules and regulations would apply, but yeah. they might not. And that is starting to show itself a little bit. Well, so, you know, they have to get these things sanctioned by sanctioned. especially that's the word, especially if you're going to allow people to bet on it which clearly they were because it was sponsored by DraftKings or something. So in order to, in order to have it sanctioned, you have to to have it in a state with a sanctioning body, which is probably why you're never going to see one of these in Las Vegas, because that's where all the real fights are. And they don't want, they don't want to mix it up. They don't want the, the Las Vegas athletic commission doesn't want to sully its name. It's good name by sanctioning one of these dopey fights. And so this one was in Atlanta. Right. And the rules were kind of, I mean, you know, they explained the rules at the beginning of the fight. There was no standing eight count, which is kind of weird. That's there usually is a standing eight, you know? So for instance, when Ben asked, spoiler alert, Ben Askren got knocked out and we can talk about that in a second. The referee, oftentimes in a fight, the referee who in this case was 100 plus years old. Oh, completely elderly, which is like, great. I love the representation, but it didn't fit the vibe of the evening, which felt yes. very beautiful. I mean, like our celebrity correspondent was Pete fucking Davidson. <laughs> so they very much like got the vibe, right? We have like Mario Lopez being cheesy. We have Pete Davidson, yes. you know, yes. walking around like he's some sort of like Chris Rock-esque figure where he's like a rock star or something. Yes. It, it, it just, this older man felt too old world boxing to fit into this sort of circus environment that it they was, were trying to yes. give up. It was really weird. And, and, and one of the ways you could tell that it wasn't, whatever was happening wasn't real. And it was idiocracy it, to the nth degree whatever was happening on my television last night or computer was just i couldn't believe that it was a real thing whoever's funding this and i'm i'm feeling like it's dark money this is russian it does feel feel like 
dark and insidious. Yeah, and like, well, they they hired the Black Keys. The Black Keys. I know there hasn't been touring for a year, but the Black Keys do not show up with their fucking gear for under two hundred thousand dollars. Like on the way. They, they they hired Ice Cube. Ice Cube does not cross the street for less than a hundred grand. Like who, I do think that like Snoop and like some of those guys they get a piece. Have, they have like equity in the company yeah, essentially. I, Snoop Snoop definitely does because he's such a big star and he was he was such a hit on the Mike Tyson fight that he's going to be on all of these. But then but additionally. They put so much money into this thing and the production was horrible. They couldn't throw from one thing to the next, whoever was directing it. They couldn't throw from one thing to the next without like a minute of dead air between <laughs> between everything they did. I know. It was, that was like the really unfortunate part because I hate when you start, when you see something failing so bad because you do have to look. And I deal with this doing Lifetime movies a lot. So yes. like, I, I feel like sometimes you have to single out and say, like, all of the things were here for this to potentially go really well. We always knew it was going to be crazy. But on this one, it really just felt like a big, massive production issue. And I'm going to even include in that. I think Saweetie's performance last night was a nightmare for her. Um, a nightmare for her. And I don't think that, you know, I think that if it hadn't been behind, like, a paywall if it wasn't something that like a lot of people, you know, already weren't very interested in for one laughable reason or, or another, that would have been a big deal for her. That's like, it was like Ashley Simpson on SNL yes. levels, of bad lip syncing. Um, and, and there's not really a lot of room for that. There isn't. Cause people are used to seeing things so well put together so clean and slick looking. You just don't, you know, I, I, it's probably a bad comparison because it's the Super Bowl, but look at the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's perfect. They they time out the musical act to the second. Like it's nothing. There's not a second of dead air ever. And this thing was all dead air. And this is, this is a question I have for you because look, I'm obviously not paying for this shit. And my question is, who is? Like these, the kids that are into this, that are interested in this are much more tuned in to the internet than some 46 year old guy sitting home alone in his apartment that still is able to illegally stream it. So who right. bought this? There's no way they could have made money doing this. Everybody that was on it had their hand in the cookie jar in a big ass way. There's just no way they could have sold enough of these to make a nickel. And yet here we were. There it was happening. There's another one planned. So is this a money laundering scheme? Like what is happening behind the scenes? Because That's a great call. That is a great call. Yeah. It's, um, it's impossible. It's impossible that they made a dollar from this production. I would, I would estimate that they lost $50 million. Like that would be my guess just watching right. it. So I, I, I just wonder. Yes. Collusion. I think there's a yes. little bit of collusion because like, you know, Dana White was going off saying that there's no way Jake's Paul's going to win. And, and he was going to bet a million dollars on Askren, right? And so right away, that is giving a lot of validity, whether he meant to or not, to the idea of this being a thing, yes. right? And yeah. so the, all of the MMA people are buying tickets for this. You know, they want to see if yeah. they want to watch it at home. I think that was a huge draw for a lot of people. 
I think also the way that Jake just annihilated Nate Robinson and how crazy that went as a meme. I think people just wanted to tune in for like the potential of there being a meme there. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think like, I don't, I think there's something, I don't know this, this discourse has been growing for a really long time. Like I can't explain to you how absolutely bananas watching the Logan Paul KSI boxing event was that took yeah. place in like 2016, 2017. Yep. It was six hours long. I watched every single minute of it completely fucking riveted. Like I, the undercards were incredible because it was all these like YouTubers that do not have experience in this arena, but that like were giving it their all. Like my favorite one was this guy, um, scarce who's like a sort of like gaming slash commentary youtuber the dude lost like 120 pounds to even be able to be in this like his skin was all saggy and shit like and like just seeing him like take this on was such like you know a human drama type thing where you're just like this is really this is a lot what you're witnessing here and um you know then like the way that that was called a draw, that was crazy. Um, I think a lot of support for that fell off after that. But then once we got into, um, you know, Jake going out and starting his own fights and then really sort of just dialoguing about this fight lifestyle constantly, it's appealing to even someone on the sidelines like myself. I just want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're going to, you're going to want to tune in. Now you're talking about the personalities. There was, I hadn't heard of no one. I knew who Jake Paul was. I knew who Ben Askren was in the, in the pre-fights. There was not a single person I'd heard of. There was one fight though, where Joe Fournier, who's a, who's a professional boxer from Britain was just fighting a guy like that's, you couldn't do that in a real, you couldn't, couldn't do that in California. You couldn't do that in Nevada. You couldn't do that in New York in states that have real sanctioning bodies. How was it allowed that an actual professional boxer was allowed to fight just a regular guy? And you were telling me you thought he was an influencer that bought his position in the fight. I felt like he was my vibe right when I was watching it was like, this is a micro influencer that knows that paying like $50 just to get punched in the face during this is going to build him a minor following that he'll be able because like, that's what this is all about. This is about leveraging. So basically, like, you know, what they've been trying to do, the Nate Robinson fight was just a leverage so that he could get to this fight because his whole goal, he wants more than anything, Jake Paul to fight Conor McGregor. Right. So that so this is my next question. So Jake Paul's first fight was against some other YouTuber, right? And he knocked him out. Yeah. Or won. I don't know what happened. His second fight was against Nate Robinson, who, while a fantastic athlete, is not a boxer. He knocked him out. I think he did have another fight with, I think there was another fight in between there, but he's three for three now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then he, then he fights Ben Askren and Ben Askren was a sub Originally, it was supposed to be against another MMA fighter, Dylan Dennis, and Dylan Dennis backed out for some reason. So Ben Askren took the fight. Now Ben Askren is a is a 
collegiate champion wrestler, Olympian. Olympian, yeah. He's he's a multi-time world champion in promotions other than the UFC. Though he was a one champion world champion, he was a Bellator world champion. But as a wrestler, his whole game is, and this is what kind of pisses me off because like Jake Paul was like talking shit to him in the in the weigh-in or whatever. And Ben Askren could just, if he wanted to, he could grab Jake Paul and twist him into any position that he wanted to and then make him his prison girlfriend very easily. But because it's boxing, right. Ben Askren is not a boxer. As a matter of fact, in his, in, his, in his fights, in his MMA career, he never boxed anybody. He immediately would just rush at your legs, grab you, throw you on the ground, and make you quit. But... There is a fight that he had in the, in the UFC against a guy called Robbie Lawler, and I would encourage everybody to- Oh, I know this fight. Yeah, to YouTube Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler is a very tough dude, and Robbie Lawler, I would guarantee you, hits much harder than Jake Paul. And in this fight, Robbie Lawler is on Ben Askren's back, and he's hammer fisting him in the head multiple times. He pounds on his head before Askren eventually puts him to sleep later. But last night, Askren got punched one time real good in the forehead. I mean, Jake Paul's a much bigger guy than Ben Askren. Ben Askren has a body like me. He's He kind of has hair like me too. He, he took one directly to the forehead from a non-professional fighter. I'm he I submit to you. The fix was in. This was the biggest payday of Ben Askren's career. What does he give a fuck whether he wins or loses? The the it's been paid for. He takes one off the forehead, he lays down, it's over. He doesn't care. And Jake Paul, he needs if he really wants a big payday fight against Conor McGregor and he wants to make it worth Conor McGregor's while, he has to be undefeated. He can't have lost to Ben Askren, who would also very easily lose a boxing match to Conor McGregor. He has to be the better boxer in every single one of these fights. So not only do they select a guy that can't box, but they make sure he wins. What I'm saying to you is this fight was fixed. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, like... I was trying to play a little bit more devil's advocate because I've believed I've believed that Jay Paul like is not going to set himself up for any sort of failure. I don't think he's interested in that. I think Logan's trying to become a made man in in the other way where he's like, I'm going to get Floyd Mayweather to knock me out, but that will bring me to like the next level. Right. I'm on another level once I'm agreeing to do that. Yes, totally. Absolutely. Uh, Jake, Jake, uh, yeah, I think, and especially with this being like, you know, a questionable platform, whether or not this a fight like this could be fixed, because a lot of people feel like the fight um, with London and in, um, in London with Logan and KSI, that was like, I mean, that was totally different. They were wearing helmets. Right, right. Well, yeah, headgear. Yeah, I Here. think that was I think that was at Staples Center. That's because that was, that was Saint- the second one. Oh, the second one. The rematch. Oh, they fought twice. Yeah, because they they it was a draw the first time, so oh. they rematched a year later right. in LA. 
Um, well, that was probably has something to do with them ha- fighting in a in a state with a real sanctioning body, and they probably said, "We will not let you do this without something on right. without head protection." Totally. And then, like the Nate Robinson one was in um, Miami, I think. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's um, it's just interesting because I, you know, I I think that this is really it's fascinating shit. I also, you know, Jake did this weird thing. Uh, and I don't know why he did it after the Nate Robinson fight, he came out and he said, Oh, by the way, no one knew my nose was broken. Like if the ref knew that my nose was broken, I wouldn't have been able to do that fight. He had been hiding a broken nose for a week. Yeah. Well then yesterday, I think maybe the day before Friday, he came out with a documentary about like his road to the fight. And in it, he casually mentions that he's starting to notice brain deterioration. And in fact, got a brain scan that says he has early signs of CTE. I don't, I don't think that's even possible. I don't there, think you, they, can't, you can't scan for CTE. No. Yeah. You got to, you got to look at their, their um, autopsied brain. And they wound up like he wound up sort of stepping back on that and saying that like, he shouldn't have said that, but like, can you imagine, like, what would the benefit of that be? Like, are we supposed to feel sorry that he has CTE? Like, are we supposed to be like, wow, watch him go out there with this, like, superhuman strength and, like, the brain of, like, a, a smart dog? And Right, right. <laughs> like, like, who like, cares? What's going on here? So, um, I don't know. You know, I don't – he is someone who I, I got to give these guys credit. Absolutely. Fucking- Jake is is actually, I think, really just like mentally deficient. Like, I sure. think he's really like lacking some stuff up there. Logan, I think, is really smart. I do think Logan is really smart, and he's he's uh, matured well. But I am, I I don't know. Like, they've managed to make a whole meal out of going viral on Vine. No, it's it's really crazy. Like, you can't take anything away from them. Unfortunately, like. Jake Paul is the highest level troll that's ever existed. Cause I look at him and I'm like, I hate, I want to punch him in the face. Right. And I'm like, but that's, that's what he wants. That's he's achieved. No, I don't think he wants that. I think that's what Logan wants. I think that Jake is really dumb. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and he genuinely like kind of doesn't get it and is disappointed when yeah. people don't like him. He feels very misunderstood. Really? Yeah. I will say that I think his boxing name is iconic. The problem child, iconic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Um speaking of dumb speaking of dumb. Wait, no, before you go yeah. coast yeah. on to whatever it is you're about to coast on to. Yeah. Can we also mention that because they wanted to fill out this night, they weren't just gonna go straight to the fights. They did this segment where Pete Davidson and Nature Boy Ric Flair. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. And judged a slapping contest together. And the whole time Pete Davidson's making jokes like, oh God, I should call my agent and get me out of here. Um, Nature is not doing well. I just don't even know. I, I couldn't process. Well, like, when we're dumber than the movie Idiocracy, I do. I hate to keep coming back to that. No, I know. But it's what I'm looking at what's happening on my TV. And I'm like, we're actually dumber than than the satirical portrayal of how dumb we're going to be. 
oh yeah, no, like 12 years ago, we were like, oh God, that's crazy. Like, can you imagine like a world in which like people like don't drink water, they drink energy drinks and like this is the type of stuff they watch on TV, like smash cut to my ass, like mid thirties on a Saturday night at the tail end of a pandemic watching (laughs) the nature boy, Ric Flair and a guy who is funny, but mostly famous for having his dad die in 9-11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a laughing contest? Like, do you want to talk about, like, the ramifications of what happens in, in the world? Dude, his dad died in 9-11. Okay? Um, and now yeah. he's judging a slapping contest for a YouTube bot. Okay? Like, this is, like, that's how quickly time moves. If you look at it, if you use Pete Davidson as a marker for how quickly time moves, it's yeah. unbelievable. Oh, and while, yes, his dad dying in the in 9-11 is definitely probably the first thing on his resume. <laughs> B, B, being on Saturday Night Live. And then just below that is um, looking very unhealthy all the time and dressing badly and having bad tattoos. He's known for that. Like two and three come because of one. Like I would say that like, you know, it's the thing about Pete Davidson that he is very funny, very charming, super adorable. What I think has endeared Lauren to him is the potential because we all know Saturday Night Live had a very like, you know, strong reaction to 9-11. It was one of the yeah. first shows to come back yeah. and say, we are not going to let the terrorists win. Yep. New York strong, baby. Yep. I really think that like Lauren uh, fetishizes Pete's, uh, the, the, or Pete's origin story. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, but I'm just, I'm just saying like what, like if you do word association, you go, hey, Pete Davidson. People will be like, oh, is dad 9-11 firefighter? No, you go Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande. Right. Okay. That's a thing he's known for. Pete Pete Davidson. Oh, that real unhealthy looking guy. What's he on? Heroin or something? Like, that's a thing people say. And they go. Like the druggy yeah. guy, like from yeah. the pothead yes. from SNL. Yes. Yes. I mean, like the comparisons to Adam Sandler always drive me nuts because while Adam Sandler was always very much doing Adam Sandler to some sort of degree, Pete Davidson is so clearly SNL's answer to like YouTube comedy. Like it's very like, it's a, it's a very sort of like self-centered style of humor that's relatable. Yeah. And so, you know, Pete's biggest bits on the show and have, have always been, on the show, just him coming on weekend update and doing a little riff. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't do characters. Like Adam, no. there's not even a comparison. Adam Sandler does care. Opera man, anyone. Right. Like, and it's like, it's, it's like almost a, an ode to like the confessional style humor that like millennials, I think. Right. Really put on the map with like We're, blogging and. Yeah. Cause there's no jokes. It's like, here, yeah. I'm just going to stand here and talk about myself and do like moderately self-deprecating humor but no. and yeah. when you say there's no jokes like in in my mind i hear jokes as like a slur because i feel like okay well yeah but he like he is a lot funnier than a lot of people he is a lot funnier naturally than a lot of people who are trying and using traditional like joke telling methods oh no i totally agree with you absolutely I find to be, honestly and this is where i think i follow stand-up comedy a lot I find it yeah. to be very embarrassing 
Yeah. So like, intentionally make a joke. Yeah, it's disgusting. I know. As someone who who does this shit all the time, right? It's so embarrassing. It but is. listen, anyway. Um, yeah, but you're you hold on. Yeah, hold on, Donald Trump Jr. Right, but right. right, but you didn't let me get to the to the thing that Pete Davidson is known for, and maybe it's like fifth on the resume. Now that we go down the list, the big dick energy. It's having that big ass dick. No, that's like. See, I think like I think that he was always the nine eleven kid, right? Uh, kind of cute, floppy, goofy nine eleven kid on SNL. Then he was, oh, 9-11 kid dating biggest pop star in the world with the big dick now. We're adding on big dick like three weeks into their relationship. I mean, where he falls now, I don't know. I think they're making him into some sort of serious actor, though. Yeah, I, I know he's he I think he's doing like a superhero, like he's in Justice League or like, he I don't watch that shit. Squad. And then yeah. he was announced for. He's like doing a, oh, he's playing Joey Ramone. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible casting. Yeah. Jo- yeah. Joey Ramone's charisma was that he had no charisma. Like he was, he's like super shy dude. Like I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe they'll make it happen. I mean, he's not tall enough, but I could have seen Franco doing it. It's, I don't think we're going to be seeing him anytime soon. We don't really no, need to I get in. That he's been. Yeah, he's fully canceled. Uh, so not only did our boy, our boy Jason Nash, do a paid advertisement for this fight on his yeah. Instagram, yeah. But this is this is bad. I heard some quote numbers. Um, I was watching H three H three, and Ethan Klein was giving it what he assumed Donald Trump Jr.'s quote might be for mm-hmm. like were to get paid to do this sort of Instagram ad. Between his engagement and number of followers, Ethan estimated that Donald Trump Jr. picked up about three grand for this. This is the son of our Uh most recent president. Not even a year ago, this guy had like a major role of importance in our country. Um, Do you want to play his coked out (laughs) clip? Yeah, this is this. he, He got three grand for this and it went straight to his dealer. Guys, UFC fighter versus YouTube. Uh, hold on. I had not seen this yet. His, his sinuses are completely impacted. He, ca- he cannot breathe through his nose. Do you hear that? Do you hear that nasal yeah. voice? Yeah. There's been a lot of smack talking around. Some of my friends in the UFC, like Jorge Masvidal, have chimed in, uh, talking Shut. crap about Ben Askren. Uh, and do you think that Jake Paul, YouTube sensation, can take him? Honestly, pre-order this fight. Check it out. Swipe up now. Uh, it'll take you right to the page so you can do it because I know we're going to... Uh, so, yeah, it was a mess. I don't know. I guess they're going to keep doing these. I guess it was a success. We don't... I, I don't yeah, know how so we know. So then here's the other thing. You brought up that this seems like it's from some sort of, like, funky money, right? Yeah. Who is going to Donald Trump Jr.? Yeah. And that he's either either doing this as a favor or just needs the three grand. Like, is this like, is his Coke dealer saying like, oh, I'll, I'll get you this ounce for free yeah. if you just no, I tell, do I tell, it read? Oleg Deripaska and or, that's the only one I know. One of those, one of those oligarchs 
Or here's another idea. Dubai. Oh, right. A Saudi, one of those Saudi princes that's just got too much money is like, look at me. I put on thing. I put on fight. I, I pay for fight. Like this is the kind of, this is the only way this gets done is people that have money that need to lose money. Hey, look at all this right. money I lost over here. So don't look at the money I made over here. There's that's oh. the only way this can exist. So speaking of just like large payouts and all of that and how I think this is important to keep in mind because like Ben Askren was saying, I don't care if I lose up now he's saying that he is quote fucking humiliated. That was the quote in the headline of the New York Post article today. Um, But, you know, he said basically like, I'll go back, you know, I'll have probably like a week of getting teased at my gym. And he is like, but I'll go back and I'll just keep working away. Some people are, numbers are coming back. Some people are saying he walked away. His purse was half a mil. Yeah. Some people are saying that he walked away with as much as 1.5 million. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty nice night's work. I'd let put somebody punch me in the forehead for now, a million and a half. The legality around, because I know like also it's a big payday for Logan and like all of those people because they all place major bets on this what's the legality on that like if you're jake paul can you place a bet on yourself i think you can right but i don't know for sure i mean it's it's easy enough to get around because you just have a surrogate place the bet you can't bet against yourself but again if you're gonna you know we've all seen pulp fiction you know, if you're going to take a fall, you, there's ways around you walking into a casino with your face on the camera and betting on yourself or against yourself. Like, I don't know. I don't know that there's that much that they can do. It's like insider trading. It's just how are they going to, how are they going to catch you? It's almost impossible. Right. Right. So, so who knows? But I know, you know, these, especially Ben Askren. He wasn't a big UFC star. He was a star in other promotions. And even the big, U, even like second tier, like he would have been in the UFC, they're not making a million dollars. No way. No, the, no. The big and, guys and, are. Again, like this is again why I think this is a big event for yes. Yes. people from that world. Because they're like, yes. is, is that type of money potential? Like, is is does that exist? Is that something I could reasonably pull off and do and i think fans of it want to see would that be a good move for my favorite guy or is it motherfucker i hate who is always you know he's always finding one way or another to like bitch out and not be a real mma fighter is he gonna try and do this jake paul thing next i mean like there's a this is a, a 10 out of 10 in terms of just like for everyone involved, the 10 out of 10, this is a win-win situation for everyone. Oh, there's, there is a fight at the bat rack right now for entertainment lawyers and managers to get their clients into one of these. They're, they're going to try to put these together. They're going to try to find the same type of money guys. Like this is, if they can get their clients, this kind of money for this yeah. kind of work. And basically it's just promoting it a lot on your Instagram. So you probably have to have a certain number of followers, a certain cachet, and that's it. You know, the YouTuber oh, brings his own audience. This 
Bryce Hall guy, uh, he is famous because he was dating that big TikToker, Addison Ray, who, like, I feel like just if you, through osmosis, you probably know who she is. She's I've on Kardashians now. She's on Jimmy Fallon, blah, blah, blah. He was dating her for a while. They're broken up. He's a massive TikTok star. He's going to be fighting the dad from one of the biggest YouTube family channels that exists on the platform. This this family has already done an event where they rented out Staples Center and did a charity basketball game. Like this family can already fill a venue, right? So they're fans. So I think Bryce broke down that he's getting $500,000 just to sign. The minute he steps foot into the ring, he gets, I think, like 1.5. And that's and his audience is TikTok, the people that know how to steal this on the internet. That's that's how you know it doesn't make money. There if if you want to make money, you gotta do like they're having the Evander Holyfield thing or the Mike Tyson thing. You gotta sell it to the old Luddites like me that don't know how to steal it on the internet, that have the extra 70 bucks to pay, and we'll buy it. That's how the, you know it. this doesn't think make money. You and I are not interested in Jake Paul or Ben yeah. Askren, right? Like right. neither of us have little crushes on him. No. Both of us knew going in last night, oh, if the stream doesn't work, it doesn't work. Whatever. When, when there are kids who are passionate about something and like their parents aren't like, oh, here's how to steal it off of Reddit. Like, you know that there's going to be so many parents who have to whip out their credit cards and pay the twenty nine ninety nine or whatever for their yeah. kids to watch this fight because they just want to be able to ensure that they'll be, they'll get the entertainment they paid for. And they're, and it's just like anything. It's your thousand true fans or whatever Tim Ferriss talks about the, these hundred, hundred these, these guys so have, these guys have such a huge audience that they only need a fraction of the people that tune in to their videos every week to pony up the 60 bucks or whatever it is for the fight. And, and that makes it worth it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is a, no, a big money. I don't think you're wrong. Listen, I just don't know. And also I don't know what the international demand is for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Um, but yeah, so, okay, well, just three weeks ago, we reported on the fact that Chrissy Teigen was leaving Twitter. Right. Back, what? What? No. Who could have predicted that? Yeah. What? I definitely thought it would be hand in hand with some sort of product launch. Uh, she has been busy on Instagram. I know that she and Kris Jenner uh, teamed up to create like basically a line of like home cleaning goods. Um, so she's about to be a quadri- quadrillionaire probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, She'll be able to afford those $13,000 bottles of wine that she tweets about. Exactly. Uh Um, So she comes back to Twitter and tweets, turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself and also no longer enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day and also lose like 2,000 friends at once. LOL. Okay. Yeah. So she tweets this April 16th. 
shortly after this man <laughs> responds to this, and this is probably my one of my favorite things I've just I, I've I've ever seen. We talk about reply guys, like there's reply guy culture. There's like weird simp behavior that goes on. There's definitely strange hero worship with celebrities where people. Yes. Chrissy Teigen doesn't care if this man lives or dies. Like really doesn't. Right. Love it. Yes. But he writes back to her. I've missed you more than the character limit allows me to say, Chrissy. Twitter has been black and white since you took your color away. As long as it's healthy for you and yours, please stay and brighten our day as we try to brighten yours. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's, I mean, what is he, what a captain, like, what does he think he's going to get from that? Like, how does he even think they're going to read that? Well, she did read it uh, because someone in the comments was bullying him. Yeah. And she wrote back, like, imagine teaching your kids that this is a cool way to respond to someone else's kindness or whatever. And I'm like, Chrissy, come on. Like, Miss Thing, I know you had a hard time few rough months on Twitter there. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's not act like this is normal kindness. Yes. Like the idea of kindness is really like, you know, yes, we should be more kind as a society. We do need to work on that. We've built up a terrible habit of speaking to each other online in ways that we would never speak to other people in real life. This, what I saw here, this is not kindness. No. It's, it's bizarre. It's hero worship. Is he? Is this a parody account? Because he's called Christian Lament, which no, is like Pascal's Lament. No, no, I think that's like actually his last name. Oh, okay. Well, it's. Um, yeah. I looked through his tweets. He does seem to be a little bit of a reply guy. Yeah. Um. You know he. Let's see. I mean, he kind of like does like helpful tweets. I mean, I, I don't know wh- who the fuck I am because he's got half as many followers an, as I do, and I do a podcast with you. So who's the who, who's the dummy here? Right. No, totally. You know, uh, like he's doing something right. He wrote, he wrote, do you have a Korean market anywhere near you? Ever had banana milk? I hardly suggest finding one, then drinking the other in that specific order, please. Who talks like that? Nobody what talks the like that. What is going on? Banana milk? I love a Korean market. I don't know about banana milk. Sounds like it has a hell of a lot of sugar in it, but also just the phrasing. It sounds, it sounds like it was written by AI, that tweet. Right. I heartily suggest finding a Korean market and then drinking banana milk in that the, specific order. I guess. This is this is like the um the time that Russell Wilson tweeted to Ciara like some love note and people are like that sounds weird so people pasted it into Google and realized he had searched like love notes for your girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This is that these these are those kind of tweets where it's just like cut and paste, AI generated, but whatever. He loves Chrissy Teigen. Good for him. Like it, it worked for him. I'm happy for him that he's able to worship her. I bet he's okay, wait. Hopefully he doesn't make a suit out of her skin. I need you to I need you to decode this for me. Okay. This feels like something. This is very mysterious to me. 
He tweets, no individual over 65 has ever used this door. And then it's a, I guess, presumably a door with a silver plaque on it that reads patient entry and an arrow pointing to the, to the right and then sweet 200 underneath it. What does that mean? No individual over 65 has ever used this door. So I'm, I'm thinking he, like most comic geniuses, he's made a pun here. Patient because people over 65 are impatient. He's, oh, right. So it was an ageist thing. Right. So he's saying patient entry, it's they're, they're impatient. So they don't, they can't go in through that door, but Hey, right. Hey, Hey, it's not on me just cause I figured it out. Doesn't mean I stand this joke. It's horrible, but no, I, I, I think that's what it means. Like that's cause the crux of it is, it's not very kind. It's not a kind joke. Yeah. Cause he's uh, saying, yes, it's mean. You lack patience. Which seems weird. Like there's better, maybe like less harmful examples than saying once you're 65, you no longer have patience. You don't have your wits about you. I don't know. Um, I'm poking holes in the theory that Christian is a man that operates from a place of kindness all the time. Yeah, he's an asshole. He's kind of an asshole. He's trying to be funny on Twitter. And let's be honest. There's nothing worse. There's no worse person than somebody trying to be funny on Twitter. That's it. No. And in fact, I feel like that's a great segue for our next thing because <laughs> the best things on Twitter are the funniest things on Twitter are the things that are should honestly, the things that we look at all the time and no one ever takes a picture of, stops to think about, bothers to show you an example. Maybe they'll make a reference in conversation to like, oh, you know those bad HR training slides or whatever. This is <laughs> A girl named Maddie Court uh, posted a tweet that says, my brother is doing a diversity training at work, and this is one of the slides. And it's just a screenshot of this slide. Um, I feel like you could really read this well. Um, Absolutely. So it says, case study number three, ethnic stereotype. Uh, Written almost all as one word. (laughs) Yeah, that's the... uh, our, Our graphic design people would have an issue with the kerning here because it is, it's like ethnic stereotype. Like it's, there's no spaces between the letters. Uh, Michael clocks out for lunch from his post on the upper East side of Manhattan and sits down to eat in the employee lounge. Another security professional, Cindy is just finishing up her lunch and notices that Michael has a small sandwich and a bag of apple slices. She exclaims, What kind of Italian are you? This is the smallest sandwich I have ever seen. Throw some meat on that bread or bust out some pasta and gravy, you big paisan. You're going to be starved by the end of your shift. How do you think this makes Michael feel? Is Cindy implying that Michael needs to eat more food because he is Italian? Do you think oh, I can't see the bottom of the slide? Do you do you think so, Cindy's comment could have? I think they're saying like a negative effect there. Offended him, yeah. Yeah, could have offended him. I don't know. Look, Malls, you're you're a TV writer. I personally, I've never seen an episode of the big bang theory or king of Queens 
But I guarantee you, whoever wrote this question could get staffed on that show. They need to get a packet together right fucking now. They need to submit to some agents because this person could get staffed today. No, this might have been written by like those friends writers that got sued. <laughs> yes. This might have been their part of their punishment is you have to write the HR slides moving forward. I mean, listen, it's um this is a uh, it, it's it's beautiful. Um I know what I'm supposed to think. I'm supposed to think <laughs> that's inappropriate, Cindy, you know, to, to profile this man. But as a white ethnic, I have to laugh because if someone, because people do that shit to you all the time. Oh, Molly. Oh, are your Irish eyes smiling? Like, do you know how many old ass men have said shit like that to me? And it doesn't bother me at all. Like it, it really doesn't. And that's why this is almost like the worst so example. It's so stupid. Because like, if they put an example of something that actually like someone could read that and be like, oh yeah, shit, that is bad. Right. They they sure. they wouldn't pass their own HR training. Right. They can't use like an Asian example for which would be so much more overt. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But also this is a situation that has never happened and never will happen. And it's never it's couldn't possibly happen. And it's so fucking ridiculous and stupid that it's somehow beautiful. And also, if Michael is offended by this, Michael is a fucking pussy. Period. I agree. I agree. Michael is a pussy. Yeah. Um, I will say that, you know, the only way I could really see this going badly for Cindy is if Michael felt like he needed to disclose a health condition, which uh, is why he was right. going through. But you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, right. like he's like, like, he's like, yeah. Cindy, you know, I got diabetes over here. I'm trying to lose some weight. All right. What's the matter for you? And then she didn't know he had diabetes, and it comes out in the office, exactly. and he's terminated again. Yes, tired yes. for, for checking his insulin too much. He, do, he doesn't get the big promotion because in the in the security gig, you got to be on your feet a lot, and they're worried he can't he can't guard the bank president's office because he'll pass out from being on his feet too long. No, so they don't know. Michael has been cons- like this whole time. Michael has been struggling with this, keeping lifesavers in his pocket, individually wrapped lifesavers for sure to just keep his blood sugar regulated, hoping that this, you know, recently developed diabetes would just go under the rug. But exactly. <laughs> exactly. no, India has forced him to reveal this health condition. Unbelievable. And that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. But that's maybe the only part of it. Um, Okay, so this was something I really was just in love with this week. Um, Paula Abdul is back on Idol. Oh. <laughs> is she like she can't be a? She's not on it. Like she's too pilled up to do a weekly thing, right? She's she's well, like I, if she's there every week, it's going to be like Oscar De La Hoya on that thing we watched on the thriller thing oh, last Oscar night. De La Hoya was so hammered last night. It was unbelievable. Uh, he, actually. He, he was shit faced and he was shit faced to the level where I would be embarrassed to talk to my neighbor. And he was, <laughs> <Right>. on, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. 
If I was, if I was that drunk, like I would, be, I, I would ask my girlfriend, Hey, would you, can you pl- pay the bill? I'm just too, too drunk to communicate. Like I, and he's like, Oh no, I'll go on TV or whatever that, you know, I'll go on a streaming hundred million audience fight and just talk while I'm wasted drunk. Happy that was to crazy. the best of us, you know? Yeah, of course. So, um, there's yeah, no, so Paula Abdul can't do that every week. No, so Luke Bryan got COVID, right? And she did a, a turn on the masked dancer, which was um, what Elizabeth Smart was on. Um, but yeah, so they brought Paula in to sit next to Katie and Lionel for the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Luke so she's like a sub. Yeah. And, um, you know, for the first episode back, they thought they would do a fun thing and bring out Randy Jackson on an iPad. Right. Because, you know, that's a fun bit. Um, And this is like not something that normally we would cover on this show as there is no direct internet tie in. But this moment was kind of viral. It was viral in my heart, honestly. Um, So let's hear how Paula Abdul handles herself. By the way, I should point out that by the way that Ryan Seacrest is pointing this iPad. It's clearly for the camera. So Randy's not looking at Paula. He's looking at some sort of stage beams that are on the ceiling. And you can see that very much in the lower corner. Yeah. Let's um, let's play this. Let's see. So make sure you're there. I just got a call on my iPad from this guy who's watching the show right now. Randy Jackson. Hey, uh... He uh, he FaceTimed me during the show, so I figured I'd take his call. Uh, I'm so excited to see you, Randy. How are you, buddy? I am so good, Miss Paul Abdul. It feels like old times, right? Yes, it does. We're just missing the STD. The, <laughs> the what? <laughs> I got understood. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. Hey, would you like to uh, critique Paula while you're here, or what? I think Paula's doing an amazing job. Uh, I'm next to the amazing Katie, the amazing Lionel. I love Believe what these people are telling you. One of the greatest of all time. He is a family member. We miss you, Randy. We love you, and we can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for watching. Okay. Bye. I mean, okay, so I that's why she can't be on TV. This is why I played it through the end because, like, as soon as she says goodbye to Randy, for some reason, she assumes that the camera has cut off of her. Uh-huh. So she turns to Katy Perry and is like, I can't believe I said that. And Katie's like, Oh no, it was awesome. <laughs> she doesn't even have like a friend here. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, she and Lionel are laughing at, at Paula. Well, it's, oh, it is. I see in the bottom corner. Cause I was like, is this show live? And I see in the bottom corner. Yeah, it is live. I mean, there's, there's a tape delay. Like somebody could have pushed a button. There's, you know, there's a seven second delay. (laughs) It also is just like very much. This is not like what this is. American Idol does not have the vibe it used to. We're like Ryan and Simon used to bicker like lovers, like it would be like this weird. And so it was just so strange where it's like she brought up what seemed to be like a deep cut inside joke. 
And yeah. Randy Jackson, I mean, the, the dude's lost like 300 pounds. He's so limb. Yeah, he got the he got gutted. He got yeah. the uh, he got the Al Roker. Yeah, and yeah. so he looks he looks great. Yeah. I feel like he forgot that joke 150 pounds ago. So like she was really just like out there in the wind. <laughs> Ryan's a little too like called out to even say anything to it. She just had to flail and find find her own help there. Well, Ryan's a robot. Right. So he doesn't, he can't have any like sense of humor or just, he's got to, you know, he's got to throw to the next thing. I will say this. Uh, Simon Cowell does kind of have that, like definitely has the, the herp, the H dog vibe to him. Like wouldn't he's, he's kind of STDE overall. So it's well, actually every every person of around that age who, yeah. who like lived life has they got the herp dog. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very I think it's very prevalent and like yes. in fact that's almost why it's just a shame it's so stigmatized cuz I'm like there's probably like people making jokes and don't even realize their fucking parents have it. Oh, totally. Uh every pretty much, you know, there was a big thing about Derek Jeter allegedly giving it to Yeah. Right. Giving it to quite a few starlets. It's very rampant in the major league baseball community, which makes sense because they fuck a lot and they share, you know, they get, they come through town and they have sex with the same girls at the same bars and it's, you know, it runs rampant. So I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody that picked anything up along the way. It happens. It Be does careful. happen. Yeah. It does yeah. happen. Um, yeah. It. Uh, it. Have you ever seen the clip of Britney Spears realizing that Ryan Seacrest isn't gay? No. It's incredible. It's like Britney is is uh, in talks with like I think it's like Ryan Seacrest and then maybe like Nick Cannon or something, some other sort of regular talking head type person. Britney's seated in the middle and the guy who's not Ryan mentions to Ryan like, Oh yeah, your girl's going to like that. And Brittany like starts to laugh and then freezes because she realizes that Ryan is answering back, you know, about his real life girlfriend. (laughs) And you just watch Brittany have this rapid realization that (laughs) Ryan Seacrest tells people he's straight. Hold on, I found I found the video, and we and I'll play it for you right now. I mean, guys don't feel that way. I, and if you did, I do. You do. You put spray cologne on your girl. I spray girls' cologne on my pillows to make me think they're there. But do you just do you like your girl leaves the house and you're like, come here, baby. Oh no, no, I don't, <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. It's, I just put a visual joke, my bed. obviously, but it's, the look oh, on somebody, oh, face. No one there. It just smells like someone's there. But- She's just, you could see her go through the process of real realization, the four stages of grief. Yeah, uh, <laughs> She's totally. It's a perfect visual representation of like, I think we've all been there. Yes. Uh, speaking of random, this face switching technology, okay. <laughs> we got to be like, there's, there's pornos that look like Gal Gadot having sex and it's just somebody's. Okay somebody's layered her face on top of somebody else's face. And now there's a, there's a Japanese motorcycle enthusiast with a massive, with a massive, uh, I guess it's Instagram following that's been outed 
as actually having been a 50-year-old man. What's going on with that, Malls? Listen, you know, I mean, this is the, it's hard to hate, you know, because on one hand, it's fucking weird, right? But on the other hand, he's got a good point. No one's going to care about some old man, but if it's a hot young chick. Yeah. Maybe it's more followers. I mean, and also like, I don't know if this sounds wrong, but it's like, there's something about the fact that this happened in like Japan that makes it so much more alluring to me. Totally. Because it's like one, I just feel like we're too, we require too much FaceTime in America. Oh, totally. Never have like, you know, if you accidentally get gorilla glue on your head, you're all over TMZ and going, to, you know, having your surgery like live streamed, right? So like you could never be a successful like car racer here and and just somehow get away with like taking a heavily filtered Instagram photo. Totally. Wow. And I, I kind of like if that's the part of it that there's some like allure there for me. I'm like good for him. Um, when I think like, honestly, I would probably, probably feel pretty violated if I found out that like some American guy was performing in women's sports, like under the guise of like, you know, let's let's be honest. I mean, there's dudes that are jerking off to this, right? Like, (laughs) right. Well, that's, that's the the greatest part. And by the greatest part, I mean like the worst it's like the gay panic defense, right? Like this guy is going to get so much more pushback because he was posing as this like beautiful young lady that probably some guy jerked it to. For sure. For and sure. Now that brings in this whole like gay panic thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but also like good for him. And also he, with the real picture of him, the Jap- popular Japanese biker, Azusa guy, Kayuki. Mm-hmm. He just looks like an older version of the young fake version of himself. He looks like an, like, like an older Japanese lesbian aunt. Okay. Right. Like it's so it's like, he probably didn't when he was 19 or whatever, his fake uh, face is supposed to be. He probably didn't look that much different than this the little girl that he's supposed to be. So it's like, hey, it's you know, you didn't do anything wrong. Go right. for it. Right. Have it. Um, yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm fine with it. Wait, can before we start to like wrap up a little bit, I have to tell you about. So the video leaked. The big video in question, if you guys remember from our David Dobrik episode. Oh, right. That guy, Jeff, who was in David Dobrik's crew, who wound up trying to, you know, basically fight back at the reporter who reported on the story. Jeff Wittick. Yeah, Jeff Wittick. Uh The video of how he got into the situation he's in with the brain damage and the eye almost being lost altogether and the partial blindness and stuff like that. It was leaked um, in like the 12 hours leading up to the premiere of the first episode of his YouTube documentary that he's making about this eye accident. And it is so horrific 
um, the accident that happened, I, you know, I'm not going to be sharing the video with anyone, but I did find it online. I sent it to you, Bri. Uh, horrible. So here's the thing, right? It's an excavator in the water. You know, he's holding on to like the little scoopy thing and that's Mm -hmm. flying around in the air. Who's driving the excavator? David Dobrik. You think, you think, I mean, I get why they would have David Dobrik drive it because it's more funny and it's more, you can't have outside, you can only have vlog squad people in the vlog squad videos, but you figure they would hire a professional to. That's not, that's not even true though, because they definitely bring in professionals all the time. Do they? Science experiments. They bring in a scientist when they do, you know, um, like David, you know, has crocodiles and vlogs and shit like that. They bring in like the guy that does the crocodile thing okay Okay. my big thing with this is one i don't even know if this is the type of thing like it is america you know what i mean it's not crazy to me to think that like this is a sort of like theme park-esque service you could do where you spend a day getting thrown around a lake on this excavator right but but that would involve signing some sort of waiver like you do when you go skydiving or like when you do any sort of extreme activity that could potentially result in death, you sign a waiver. And that's because it like the place itself has also a lot of insurance involved, right? Like people are trained to do this. This is literally just David Dobrik running an excavator. If, if there was a waiver signed, if this was some sort of company that was running that, that waiver's out the window because they're not operating the vehicle anymore. So right. at what point, like who, who is the liability on? I honestly think that this might be one of those shitty things where thankfully Jeff's friend who put him in this position is also very wealthy and probably feels very guilty and afraid of also the fact that like all of his secret keepers potentially could turn on him, right? So David's going to pay the bills. But I feel like if David was just a regular broke bro, and these were two just broke bros doing this, even if Jeff had died, which was a possibility, by the way, he would have died if if he had hit it, um, I think, like an inch closer, right? Wow. So, um, like, instant death. Um, I don't think David would be charged for some sort of, like, reckless homicide or something manslaughter this yeah accidental homicide it feels a little bit like just an accident unfortunately like an accident that could have been avoided but like ultimately like you know i don't think i don't think there's going to be any like motion on this i just it just like scares me you know, I sent I sent to you like a clip of one of the guys in the group, like almost banging his head on a corner of a piece yeah. of marble. Oh, that was gnarly. Yeah. He fell backwards when they were having very young girls to one of their mansions. And maybe it's just that like I'm at that age where I'm so familiar with my mortality. Like at yeah. that any time I almost slip, like I can feel what it would be like for all of my teeth to get caved in. Yeah, did you? Did you see that this is me after two mimosas video this week? Did you? No. I'm surprised you didn't horny for Bitcoin it. Oh, there's, you'll see it. There's a video going around where it's like, this is, it's everyone's at brunch and they're like, this is me after two mimosas. And it's like all the people at brunch. This is me after six mimosas. No, this is I me. did post that on horny for Bitcoin. Oh yeah, 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 you did. And then at the end she's, she's, you know, they, they show her like climb onto her boyfriend or somebody's shoulders. And then they show her with half of her front teeth knocked out. 
and her mouth all bloody. Like that's me sick. I can't do that. I can't, I can't do injuries. I can't do, I can't do, um, child, anything, anybody doing anything to a kid. I can't do. And I really can't do visceral pain for people. I just can't look at it. It it makes me just so upset. And it just like, I look at that and I think to myself, like, God, like they have just narrowly escaped death so many times. Like this whole group of kids, like I'm shocked. I'm shocked that there hasn't been a, a bigger injury. Yeah, I'm no, or yeah, I'm surprised that people haven't died because you have to keep up in the ante. If they're not pros like the jackass guys that invented this shit, you know, they're they're jackass imitators. Right. You know, right. the jackass guys, those guys were skaters. They're used to falling down, jumping off high things, you know? That's this what it what these kids are doing. I mean, somebody will die. I and I and you know, it's kind of like the I think this was the end. I don't think the vlogs are going to keep going. I think David did imply that he was going to have HR involved and like that, you know, I mean, we see from this slide here what HR's best interests are. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, Getting Cindy fired for being hilarious uh, on the job. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think, I think that this is just like, I think we're going to see a few more things come out that could have been, real real bad and then it'll be lights out on on the vlog squad um hopefully hopefully i hope I so sent you the last thing i wanted to send you for this week it's this, probably the last thing i ever want to see this I is find- insane this is insane why are they what how did this get on the internet this is like this is this reminds me of that time that um that Brian Austin Green and Courtney Stodden were real coked out in his jacuzzi. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, how did this get to the, how did this get to be widely released? And so, you, yes, yeah, tell me. Listen, so Travis Barker is sober, right? Um, yeah. He, he doesn't even smoke weed. I don't think anymore, but something about Courtney and Travis together screams Molly to me. Like I'm feeling like there is some, Molly in the mix. So they were at a UFC a couple weeks ago, and I know he's sober, or I thought he was sober. They were at a UFC a couple weeks ago, and they were sucking on those lollipops that used to be really popular, those like strong weed lollipops. And I just assumed, I'm like, oh, they're having edibles. You know what? I think they had cocktails, but maybe he didn't have a cocktail and she did. But I think the, I think the, the Kardashians in general are pretty much teetotalers, right? They're not like big... Alcohol. No, I, I think that, um no, they're not. They're um well like Chloe really likes to party still, Kylie really likes to party, but for the most part I don't think they drink. Chris is a drinker, but yeah. Courtney has very much been on like a clean clean journey. Oh, yeah. we, t- um, we talked about that with her with her hacked leaked video yeah. or picture. I felt like those um those lollipops were more like um I think I felt like those lollipops were more just like blow pops and they were yeah, could be like could be rolling out of their minds. Cause by the way, that's <coughs> Yep. Sorry. It's okay. Oh my god. That's the whole thing. Like psychedelic sober is yeah. a thing. Like I know a lot of people that are sober, yeah. but they California take sober quality mushrooms yeah. and they take high quality like 
you know, psychedelics, Molly would probably be on that list. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're showing up to a party rolling. Um, yeah, especially, yeah, they don't drink. So that, that would make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so Courtney, um, has her birthday. It's her birthday today. So Travis posted like a little carousel of pictures of them smooching and hanging out. And then the last thing on this carousel is like a, a two second video of her sucking on his thumb. It's it, well, it's insane. Have you ever done a thing where you go to send somebody a picture and I never do the thing where I click the blue button that just sends it. I always click done and review who to make sure I haven't accidentally sent it to a group text or something. And have you ever done a thing where you you click a picture to send somebody and then you look at it in the text and you've accidentally clicked two pictures? I guess. Well, I've done that and I've gone and I've looked down and gone, "Oh, I extremely did not want to send this second picture out to anybody. I wanted to send this first picture, but there's a second picture that was right next to it that I accidentally clicked the little check mark and included it. And I'm very glad I review these things and I'm not going to send it out. So this is what I'm thinking is happening here. He sent a group of pictures and there was one little extra thing that he didn't mean to include that he did. Oh, possibly. I don't know. This felt very much like something they were. No, this seemed very intentional. I mean, he's uh, always maybe. been. One of the pictures he posted is just of like her, him holding her heel. Yeah. And then her shiny legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, and then the top of, or I guess like one of her ass cheeks. Mm. Like, well, I mean. Artsy, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, they know how to promote, you know, maybe they, maybe his Instagram needs to be run through the Chris filter these days, the momager. And he, she, she's like, okay, here's, we need more. Hey, she calls up Travis. She's like, Hey, we need more sex this week. You know, we have a big episode coming out. You're going to be debuting on the show this week. So let's get, we need something uh, with a little skin. Let me, let me send you some choices and post one of these. And here's the caption. Do you think so? I could see that. Of this thumb sucking video. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, you're talking the one I was more referring to the one that you just mentioned. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I no, think the thumb sucking with an accent. Sorry, I'm just like I can't. I'm like I'm like cannot stop looking at this thing. This is um, chaos. This yeah, whole thing, this whole post is chaos. Do you know how difficult this is for me? This is my high school crush. Yeah, you love him. I know. I know. Thumb on by some Kardashian. I mean, I can never yeah. compete. I can't compete. It's, um, it's, a, I don't know what to say. You know, you got to move on from it. I mean, they'll break up eventually, but he's, but he's yeah. been sucked into that world. I mean, this is no worse than having two kids with, um, former Miss USA and, and Oscar De La Hoya ex Shanna Mokler. Dude. So Shanna's losing her mind, dude. Yeah. She Instagrammed herself wearing her fucking wedding ring from Travis the other day. 
Uh, oh, really? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I just did an inst- like, it was like her eating like skinny pop in her kitchen or something. You know what I bet? I bet her kids are about to age out of um, child support. Uh, yeah, I think Alabama's still like 14 or something. Yeah, because yeah, that's 45. That's a but- big, that's probably her primary source of income. And it's probably much like K-Fed. I'm not, I'm not shaming her for being a woman that gets, probably gets child support because K-Fed also gets t- child support. Uh, it's a, it's a big, it's probably a big nut when you're married to, used to be married to the guy that was in Blink-182. It's a, probably a lot of fucking money. And the worst part i think in some ways is that you know atiana her daughter from oscar de la hoya is still very close with travis like he more than held up his end of the deal on on being like a stepdad and a father figure yeah because i i think oscar like tried to like claim paternity or he just wasn't around Um, and based on what we saw he he says that looking back he regrets that he wasn't in his daughter's life that much when she was growing up yeah Yeah. be a fucking man your kid needs you you know they only get two fucking parents you need to be one of them do your fucking job I'm glad be a fucking parent to your kid I'm glad that Travis uh, was good to her though you know because that's an unstable childhood to you know have your mom randomly yes. marry this guy really quickly yes. your whole fucking life is on tv two new babies come along then they get totally. divorced and it's really messy like travis good guy good man good man i agree okay all let's right. wrap it up there oh god jesus christ all right yeah. you guys um thank you so much for listening to trend lightly and we will talk to you very soon make yeah, sure check. to join stereo uh tomorrow tuesday today Join us after this episode. We're on stereo. Check the description. There's links to all the stuff that we talked about. And yeah, just um, I'm killing this outro. Bye. Kill it. All right. Bye. Giving you the stories that you need to see. And you know, this ain't no TMZ. Thank you for listening to Trend Lightly, a solid listen podcast. If you like the show, subscribe and leave us a review. You can find segments that didn't make it to air as well as ad-free versions of our episodes on patreon.com slash solid listen. Find us on Twitter and Instagram under trendlightlypod. Send us submissions and feedback at trendlightlypod at gmail.com. And thank you to Why Not Johnsveld and Bradley Sona for our music. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories 
and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.